Welcome to Grace Family Church. We are so glad you decided to check out our podcast. Our prayer is that this teaching from Pastor Tommy will encourage your faith and lead you towards the greatness God has planned for you. Thanks again for listening. We hope you enjoy this message. She sees what we can be. She expects and hopes for us to rise to our greatest challenges as opposed to shrinking to our worst fears. And she sees that potential in us, but not only does she see it, but then she hopes it about us, and then she goes one step further. She holds us accountable to it. See, I remember my mom, when I was doing things, even when I shouldn't be doing, she always used to say, I said it before, but she would always say to me, Tommy, you're a good boy. When I wasn't being a good boy. And I believe she purposefully did that. Instead of condemning me and making me feel like I was making wrong choices, she let me know that within me was the potential to be everything God called me to be. And when we find that with our mothers, we also find that with God. See, a good mom will not only see potential in us, but she'll hold us accountable for nothing less than fulfilling that potential. And we don't fulfill that potential. How many of you know she'll let us know about it? How many of you ever had, to, how, many of, how many of your moms have, has an evil eye? Loving sweet mama, but she can have an evil eye. And I can tell you, when my mom cut that look at me, I knew something was wrong. And it was typically because she was trying to get across to me that I see something more in you. I see greatness in you. I see the calling of God upon you. And because of that, I am not going to allow you. I'm not, I can't even, because I love you so much, I can't even allow that to happen. I'm not going to allow you to uh, just squander your, I'm going to constantly call you to accountability to be what it is God called you to be and the person you've been called to be. This, this kind of stern accountability that a mom holds us to is actually from the very heart of the Father. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 10 says, For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. This is speaking to believers. If you're born again this morning, you'll stand before God. If you're not born again, you'll stand before the different judgment to see if you've accepted Jesus or not. And if you haven't accepted Jesus, the Bible says you're eternally damned. But if you've accepted him, then you go to heaven. Well, if you've accepted Jesus, then you'll stand before this judgment seat of Christ. It's just so that each one of us may receive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. There is going to be a moment when we stand before God and we are going to be judged on did we fulfill the hopes and, and destiny and purpose for which he created us. He's, his love holds us accountable to that. Not as a test to see if you pass or fail, but that, 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 that judgment we're going to have is a constant reminder that he's holding me accountable to fulfill my greatest potential. See, do you realize that each of you guys have bright futures? Each of you have wonderful things you could attain to, probably things you haven't even recognized yet, no matter how old you are. There are places to which God wants to take you, things to, that He wants you to achieve, things He wants you to become, but you'll never achieve those things outside of recognizing the draw He has upon your life and the love that He has for you that says, I've created you for this purpose and therefore I'm not going to allow you to shrink away from it. See, the love of a father and the, lo the love of our father and the love of a mother holds us, not only, not only sees our potential, but holds us accountable to it. And it's not an accountability that condemns or shames us when we fall short of it. 
1 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 13 says, Each one's work, speaking of that judgment that we have one day, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it. So what that does tell me is this, is that what we're doing right now, if it's not been repented of and turned from, it's going to show up on accountability day. It says, because it will be revealed by fire. What fire? Well, we just saw it before. The Bible says his eyes are as a flame of fire. He will peer into our lives and you won't be able to hide the choices we've made with the potential we've been given. And the fire which tests each one's work of what sort it is, if anyone's work which has been built on, if, it, if anyone's work which he has built on, it endures, he will receive a reward. So notice, first of all, that moment of judgment is not going to be a moment. It's not intended to be a moment of, of, of bad judgment, right? It's intended to be a reward ceremony. You know, I think about parents and I think about, you know, uh, you know uh, the things we celebrate on our social media about our children. Oh, my child just picked up a fork today and we post it, right? We celebrate everything about our kids. Why? Because we love them and we see them, what? Fulfilling the talents and abilities that they have on the inside of them, Right? We celebrate that. And, and the judgment that we're going to stand before when we see God one day, is not a, it's not an intended judgment for him to look at us with eyes of fire and condemn us. It's one that says, hey, look, you, you actually lived up to your calling. You actually applied yourself. I want to reward you. It's going to be a day of celebration for many. But it goes on to say if anyone's work is burned, well, that won't be a good thing, right? All the things we've done with our life that amounted to nothing, that didn't help the kingdom of God, that were done with wrong motives, that's all going to get burnt up. You know, I've often said that come judgment day, there's going to be a lot of believers that are standing there with nothing more than a fig leaf after the judgment's done, wondering, what did I do in my life? But the good news here is it says this, but he himself will be saved. We'll talk about that verse in just a moment. But what we see here is that the love of God is not the kind of love that doesn't hold us accountable. And that's very similar to a good mother's love, right? It's one thing just to pat somebody, oh, baby, I love you, You're, I just love you. But a good mom jerks the slack out of us when we need the slack out of us, right? Grabs us by the neck of the, nap of the neck and says, get up and do and be who it is you've been created to be. Right? And that's the kind of love that a father has for us. It is a love that never will ever stop holding us accountable for his call and purpose upon our life. Romans chapter 11 and verse 29 says, For the gifts and callings of God are without repentance. That verse, what that verse means is, is that when God calls, and how many of you realize the Bible says that God wants everybody on the earth to be saved? He's not willing that any perish, that all come to repentance, right? So that call to have a relationship with him is for every single person on the planet. And what that verse says is that he will never take back that call. Now as we follow him, we'll find other things he's called us to. Places, purposes, gifting, service, all sorts of things. But he never takes back that call. So what that tells me is that when, when the, love, the love of our father, which is very similar to a love of a mother, mother is, is a magnet within us that will constantly draw us back to who it is we should be. 
You know, I've often told my children this because I raised them in a home where I did my... Now, i got to tell you, I, I am not the perfect dad. I have made some big mistakes and been bad example at times. With, I've, had, I've blown my stack and shown my temper and not been like God. Just be honest, right? But that being said, I've done my best to raise my children to understand who God is and that he's called them to a, per, a place and a purpose in life. And I've told every one of my children this, what I've placed in you is a magnet and you cannot get away from it for the love of the Father and the love of me and your mother will constantly pull you back to that place that God has called you to walk in. See, that's what the love of a mother does and that's what the love of a father does. It says, I'm holding you accountable to who it is you were created to be. I don't just, you know, because society, oh, I just, God just loves everybody. God loves everybody. He does love everybody, but he, he doesn't love them in the sense, well, just keep on doing what you're doing. He loves you in the sense of saying, I love you enough for you to understand something. I called you to a great purpose in life. And without fulfilling that purpose, you'll never be satisfied. You'll never find the satisfaction you're looking for in your hopes and dreams that you may have created for yourself. It only comes from a relationship with him and walking in his footsteps. So the love of a father, the love of, a, of our father, and the love of a mother constantly, constantly is holding us accountable. But then that phrase, we read that phrase there in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it says, but he himself will be saved. What that tells me is this, is that 1 Corinthians 13 says, if anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved. So what that tells me is that even when we're not fulfilling our potential, God doesn't give up on us. Very similar to a mother's love. I can tell you there have been times in my life where I disappointed my mom and I wasn't walking in what she hoped I would walk in. Sometimes because of life, sometimes because of my own mistakes. But I can tell you one thing that was constant with her, I knew she never stopped loving me. I knew I could tell her anything. And although she may give me the evil eye over it, and although she may, you know, have some harsh words for me about the way I was living my life, I knew behind it all there was this place, this thing that said, I will not leave you, I will not forsake you, I will always love you. I won't cast you aside. And we see that with the Father. Even though there's a judgment time where we stand before Christ and we take uh, uh, judgment for our lives, he, it says we will still be saved if we're believers. Man, I think about the mercy and grace of God. The mercy and grace of God that will still love us in spite of even maybe our own betrayal, even our own dishonoring of that one that loves us so much, even the, mis, you know, the, the not thinking and callously saying things and, 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 and not considering him. See, the thing we find about a mother's love that's similar to a father's love is that it always loves. <laughs> Every mother knows this to be true. And I got to tell you, there's a quality about a mom's love that's different than a dad's love. Because <laughs> how many of you know, if, uh, if you're married, you've recognized this, that when, when, a, when a child does something, dad's ready to write them off sometimes. I'm done with that one. I had enough. But mama just keeps loving. I've, you know, I got great kids, but you know, I mean, how many you know any? They're here today, so I got to be careful about what I say. Or they're gonna get me, and they're big enough to get me now. <laughs> but how many of you realize any kids go frustrate a parent sometimes? 
But I've watched my wife when I'm shaking my head saying, I ain't doing nothing else. She just keeps on giving, keeps on loving, and keeps on holding them accountable. Right? See, that's the way a father's love is. Our father's love is. It's a quality about it that will never give up on us. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5 says, God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. We need to let those words ring true in our heart about the love of our father this morning. So many times, even from pulpits across America, we preach about the judgment of God. We preach about trying to get people to live right. And we try to scare them by thinking God's going to let go of them. But he has said this in his word. And it's in fallible it's irrefutable I will never leave you and I will never forsake you if I've accepted you if you've accepted me his love will not quit it's an everlasting love Jeremiah 31 verse 3 one of my favorite verses I read it often you probably have seen it before when I've preached the Lord appeared to us in the past saying I have loved you with an everlasting love I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. Every time I hear that word everlasting, I think of Willy Wonka. And the everlasting gobstopper. How many of you remember that? Put it in your mouth and it doesn't last forever, though. If you're not careful, you may turn into a blueberry. But his love is everlasting. It never quits. Never ceases. No matter where we go, no matter what we do, He does not relinquish His hold upon us and constantly calling us back to the places for which He created us to walk in. His love is everlasting. And then the last thing I find about a mother's love is this. It always forgives. A good mother will always forgive. You know, I found this to be true even. Even moms that grow bitter towards their children later in life, deep, deep down, they still love them. A mom's love provides for us a safe place to land when we finally decide to turn back home. The very fact that she can't stop loving and the very fact that God cannot stop loving compels him to forgive and her to forgive. I'm reminded of the love of the father that the father had for the prodigal son. I want you to notice something about the love of the son. You know, we know the story of the prodigal son, right? He ran off and he, and he spent the father's, all the father's money and wasn't living the way he should be living. But at some point he woke up and he said, you know what, I need to come back home. And when he came back home, the Bible says that the father came running. And threw his arms around him and said, I love you. It's okay. But I want you to notice something interesting about this kind of love that the father has that always forgives it's not the kind of love that says you're forgiven and just keep doing what you're doing. It actually holds us even accountable in that moment to be who it is God created us to be. Luke chapter 15 and verse 21 says, The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Notice, when we finally come to our senses and we come back, we have this sense. The Bible says when we sin, our own heart condemns us. It's not God condemning us, it's our heart. And here in this situation, we see this with the young man and his father. He says, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. He had this sense of, man, I have just been so wrong. I feel so bad about myself. But the father said to his servants, I want you to notice this, quick, bring him the best robe and put it on him, put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. He said, I'm not going to have any of that I'm not worthy talk in my presence. 
He said, quick, what do you mean? He said, immediately, I want to change my son's perspective. I want him to recognize that I don't see him through the lens of unworthy. I don't see him through the lens of not being able to fulfill his potential. As a matter of fact, I want to remind him of his potential. So I'm going to put a robe on him that tells him he's, a, he's my son. I want to put a ring on his finger to tell everybody that he has the authority to be my son. See, that's what a mother's love does. That's what a father, our, our father's love does, is when we return back to him, it doesn't just say, oh, baby, it's okay. Just wallow in your mess and feel bad for yourself. It says, get off the pity train and get on the success locomotive, basically, right? It says, get up. You're forgiven. I love you. Now get up and go. It's that, it's that mindset that says, as Jesus said to the woman that was caught in adultery, he says, I forgive you, but go and sin no more. It's a love that continues to hold us accountable to the places to which he's called us. Now the great thing about that accountability is not only does it hold us accountable, but it also reminds us of something. It reminds us of this, that it ain't over in your life until mama and God say it's over. Look at your neighbor saying, over until God says it's over. See, when he forgives you, he says, look, there's more to be done. There's places to go. There's things to do. How many of you realize, and you know, I got a, I got a message even for grieving mothers this morning. Maybe you've lost a child. Maybe your child has gone before you, and you don't think they realize their fullest of their potential while they were here. What I want you to recognize is, as just as God said the gifts and calling are without repentance, the potential in every child, whether they're here or whether they're in heaven, will be fulfilled. Notice Revelation chapter 22 and verse 3. It says, no longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and the Lamb of God will be in the city and his servants, notice this, his servants will serve him. You realize that, see a lot of people think when you go to heaven, we're going to be sitting on a cloud just playing harps and worshiping Jesus and that's all we're going to do. But what this verse says here is that when we get to heaven, there's still going to be work to be done. We're still going to serve. We're still going to do things. We're going to fulfill purposes and plans in heaven. So for a mom who's lost a child, here's what I want you to understand this morning, is if you have or if you haven't, and maybe there's some that will listen to this online and hear it, if you've lost a child, you need to recognize something. The potential and the seed of who God called them to be didn't end when they stopped breathing on this planet. They just graduated and they're more, more quickly fulfilling their potential. Of serving God see we should never look at anybody that passes from this life to the next I can tell you something when my mom passed she's still serving God she's still standing on a praise and worship platform waving her hands singing praises to Jesus amen and she's still got some function up there I don't know what it is yet but there's something she'll do there's a calling on her notice what it says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 7 it says in the coming ages God might show the incomparable riches of his grace. Notice it says in the coming ages, God is going to show us his grace. Well, what does that mean he's going to show us his grace? I think it's really interesting because a lot of times when we think of the word grace, what we think about is this. We think about grace in light of our sins, right? That, that grace forgives us. Well, does that mean when we get to heaven, he's going to show us grace? Does that mean we're going to need forgiveness? Well, no, because the Bible says we're going to be like him because we, we're going to see him and we're going to be like him for we see him as he is, right? There's no sin in heaven. 
So when he talks about grace here, he's not talking about a grace that actually forgives you, but what is grace? Grace is more than just forgiveness. What grace is, is God's power coming to bear in your life to help you do what you couldn't do yourself. When we get to heaven, we're still going to be sustained by the power of God, not by our own power. I mean, realize the lights in heaven aren't going to be on because you're great, it's because he's great. Right? He won't be sweating the electric bill when we're up there. Because his power never ceases. His grace, his power coming to bear on our behalf will still be there to sustain us, but not only sustain us, to empower us to serve him. So do you realize you've got a place of service in heaven when you go to heaven one day? And every child that has ever lived and breathed on this planet that has accepted Christ when they go to heaven, that potential was not snuffed out. Why? Because death is an enemy and it cannot win against God. That child just steps into a more fuller place of their calling. I want you to see your child serving. I mean, think about it. You know, when, when we have hopes and dreams of what our child would do for God, they are doing that if they were a believer in heaven. Amen. Musicians, as you come. And so what we find in, a fa- in our mothers is an always kind of love that is very similar to the always kind of love of our father, of our, of our, of our father. A mother's love always believes in and hopes in the potential that lies within us never ceases to believe and hope the best in us. It always holds us accountable to live up to that calling and that place to which we're called. It always loves us regardless of our place in life. It always forgives us and calls us back to our places of calling and it will never give up on us and constantly encourage us that it ain't over, son or daughter, till I say it's over. Isaiah chapter 49 and verse 15 says, Can a mother forget her nursing child? Can she feel no love for the child she has born? But even if that were possible, I would not forget you. God's love, like a mother's love, is always there for you. And I would ask you this morning, with every head bowed and every eye closed at this moment, can you hear his love calling you to step into your potential that he has placed within you? Can you hear his love telling you, I see what's in you. I know the things for which I've created you. Think great things, lofty things, impactful things. Do you recognize that there's a path to walk and you see him calling you? As we talk about a mother's love this morning, I want to stop for a moment before we go to our various activities today to celebrate our moms, which rightfully so. I want to take a moment to thank God for his unfailing love that he never has given up on us. He always sees the best in us and hopes the best for us. He's always challenging us to rise to greater levels in him. Whether we need to step back onto the path because we've been off of it or whether we're on the path and he says there's more to accomplish in you than you're aware of. There's more for you. Keep pressing. Keep pushing. I want to pause for a moment and tell him that he's worthy and he is good. That he never gives up on us. Thanks for listening to our Grace Family Church podcast. 
We really hope you enjoyed this message. If this ministry has blessed you in any way, we would love for you to get connected. Just go to gfcva.info to learn more about who we are, how to give to this ministry, or how you can get involved. Thanks again for listening, and we hope to see you soon.